Global Broadcasting Networks presents Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every strong soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. We're here to share resources and experts on topics important to you, the military family. Join us. We've got another great episode starting right now. Here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, military moms. This is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got a great show today. We are going to visit with Carrie the Challenge with Rick Collins, and he has got a great organization that is doing some really wonderful work, Rob, and especially with respect mm-hmm. to the high rate of suicides uh, that we're seeing. We know that it's a problem. We know that it exists. We're aware of it. We're trying to attack it you know, head on and, and, and to really get to our servicemen and women before they make, uh, you know, one of these critical life-changing choices. Um, I'd like to bring on Rick mm-hmm. and introduce him to you because this is a tough topic, but we really need to talk about it. Rick, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much. So tell me about your mission. Tell me about what carrythechallenge.org does. Well, the the organization is Veterans 360, and um, we recently kind of did some rebranding to carry the challenge because um, it really is a challenge for everybody to get involved so we can engage these young vets, um, predominantly high school educated, uh, short-term military service, uh, propensity for, you know, an infantry-type, combat-type role, who are struggling and they're struggling with just about every facet of transition and also obviously post-traumatic stress and TBI. And uh, this is our niche. This is our focus group. And um, that's who we've been focusing on for six years. So what are some of the things that you do when you say focus on? Um, What are some of the type of services you provide? Well, we, uh, I don't want to be flippant, but we, we, we do we do everything. We do what it takes. Um, we do not hold to the fact that, you know, PTS is the, uh, the cause and the effect of every ill that these young veterans struggle with. Um, we will help them with um, everything from career guidance to employment guidance, education, advocacy work, uh, disability, uh, legal issues, financial everything and then obviously if uh, PCS or TBI is an issue there we we engage the appropriate people to help them on that as well I find it interesting uh, when you uh, a company rebrands or or has a different facet where did um, carry the challenge sort of come from and how do you feel that that helped uh, reach your audience in a better way Um, because certainly veteran 360 certainly says that you're encompassing, you know, all, all facets of, of a circle, uh, go around, come around, but where is, um, carry the challenge making your mission hit the point even more. 
Mm, that's a great question. I uh, I couldn't set it up better if I tried. <laughs> um, <laughs> really, because um, a lot of what our young veterans deal with is is you know is media or society driven stigma, um, and our young vets are hit um, from every angle uh, with predominantly negative um, undertones whether it's, you know, suicide 22 veterans a day all the way through to people dying at the VA, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So one of the things we made a conscious decision to do is that we wanted to really move forward with a positive first step. And the other thing that we wanted to achieve is we want to bring in um, the community again, you know, like it was in 2004, 2006, 7, 8, where the community was really involved with these young veterans because, you know, wars were in full swing. Uh, there was, you know, packages going out by the hundreds of thousands, you know, community events, dinners, hosting, everything that was uh, very valuable to these young vets. And, and quite simply, society is, has kind of moved on. And it's now more than ever that they need that type of, uh, positive uh, community type support and one of the things that we did uh, we talked about okay well how do you eliminate stigma without increasing it so we <clears throat> excuse me so we um, we kind of adopted the challenge coin approach which is a very uh, predominant mm-hmm. issue um, in in the military world but I'd like to see it more um, more of a kind of a fun aspect in the civilian world where we can use the coin as a a connector, if you will, between our veterans and between our, our communities. And that could be coins for corporations who can build, um, you know, a community process around the coin within a, a corporate environment all the way through to, um, you know, church groups or individual units. But you know, people to kind of get back to the basics where one positive thing is often all it takes to change the, the narrative that these young vets are on. And, and we don't want to define that, but we just want to ensure that it's positive. And um, I think most people in our world, you know, 45,000 nonprofits, I think most of them will say that one of the biggest challenges is to fill their fill their rooms and fill their retreats and fill their camps and fill their classrooms and um and i think and maybe i'm I'm not right but it's just my opinion but i think a lot of it is to do with this this stigma that these young vets have when they put their hands up and say i need and it's not unreasonable for them to say i need a bit of help and whatever that might be but I think they're just very reluctant to do so, and we need to change that dynamic. And if that dynamic is changed with a simple handshake, then then maybe we've got a chance. But if we don't engage them, we know that we know the results. We know the negative statistics; they're all on the rise. Um, and mm-hmm. I, quite frankly, I, I refuse to be pulled into this um, this emotional manipulation where we. We hit the world with look how bad it is versus mm-hmm. look how good it can be. And, um, and I'm committed to that, and that's what we're going to do. And, and uh, we've just started our, our Carry the Challenge 1 program, and 
it, it's amazing. In two weeks, we, we're having great conversations with a lot of people who just want to take these coins, share them with veterans, and the veterans then know where to go if they need a little help. And we're not judging them. We're not, in, you know, we're not interrogating them. We're not, uh, we're not making them feel bad because they say, hey, I could do with a little help. Well, and Rick, our producer today, Ben, um, is a Marine. And mm-hmm. Ben, I'd love to have you weigh in since you're like right front and center. You served in Afghanistan. Did you serve in Iraq as well? I was in Iraq, not Afghanistan. Oh, you were in Iraq. Oh, sorry, my mistake. So you were in Iraq. What do you think about these challenge coins? Are you familiar with them? Yes. Uh, when I was in the Marines, the, ch- uh, the idea of a challenge coin was it was pretty big, but... Um, I like the idea of it, having something you can show people. And, yeah. Well, you know, Ben, you know, um, Marines and soldiers, they, there's two things they don't throw away. They don't throw away pens, <laughs> and they don't throw away challenge <laughs> coins. Um, <Yeah>. And, <laughs> you know, to, to have a coin, a you know, be received by someone who's doing something positive for you, it makes you want to keep it. And our coins will have our contact information. And all we ask is the people who share the coins to say to somebody like Ben, hey, whatever the positive act is, but if you're struggling with your transition, give these guys a shout. And that's it. And they'll keep it. Now, mm-hmm. are they struggling today? Are they going to struggle next week? Or are they going to struggle next year? But having somebody that they can go to, like us, who understands where they've been, understands their language, that they can talk to us, um, I think is critical. And I, I, I got a call, if you don't mind me sharing, I will, but I don't know if that's okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Mm, please. Well, I, I, got a, I got a call um, um, from a young man who's uh, he's a Marine. He's, a, he's actually at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. He's uh, an artillery instructor. And he called me that his friend, one of his friends, a fellow Marine who's also an artillery instructor, was, he left the Marine Corps three years ago, um, posted on Facebook that he that he's done with this SH and um, and that, you know, yeah. he might as well just check out. And um, over the weekend, they put a fire team together and they, 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 they called and they spoke to him and they went and visited. And, you know, I hate to use the term, but they talked him off the ledge. And uh, I talked to him for, you know, for a while this morning, and, the, and he, he said, well, can you help my friend? I said, we can, but I don't, I'm not pushing him through walls. I'm not pushing him through doors. He has to call me. And within an hour, this young man called me, and we had a great chat, and we're now going to put our resources uh, to bear for this young Marine who struggled for the last three years. And we now have a chance to help him versus him going it alone, not reaching out, trying to struggle through on his own. And we have to provide all kinds of things for this young man. Plus we have to provide it to his spouse. You know, the, the, the wives are not educated on what's going on when a husband is a hundred percent disabled for post-traumatic stress. We need to educate the spouses. Mm. So they know, they know what to do. And they know how to help. Um, 
So it definitely is. We well, I just wanted to say, Rick, we um, yeah. we've got a break coming up, and you're so right. It, it's a matter of educating and reaching out to the support of everybody who's in that mm-hmm. uh, radius of of every individual military mm-hmm. individual. Um, on the other side of the break, we're going to have lots more with Rick Collins. Um, we want to invite you to visit the website carrythechallenge.org um, and Veteran Three Veterans Three Sixty information is there um on the other side of the break we've got lots more with rick collins and it's delightful to talk to you rick and um we'll have a lot more information on the other side i hope to talk about um some of the people that help make carry the challenge um a a viable and very helpful resource for all of our military folks we're here on military mom talk radio be back in a moment Lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature, and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. It's NASA Scott Kelly recently broke the record for the longest consecutive time spent in space with over 300 days and counting. Astronaut Kelly says he doesn't really experience the mollygrubs or depression, but is fully aware of the dangers of being in space. In other words, he understands the gravity of the situation. Speaking of gravity, in space, your arms don't hang by your side like they do here on Earth. So, astronaut Kelly says he tucks them inside his sleeping bag at night so they don't float in front of him. Hey, isn't it always night in space? He also says that he doesn't get the same satisfaction of laying down to sleep like people on Earth. At least there's no chance of Matutalipia. That's getting up on the wrong side of the bed. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and we're here today with um, with Rick Collins, and we're talking today about a program that is available, a challenge program that's available. Um, it, right now, it's only available in the San Diego area. Is that correct, Rick? Oh, no. No, national. National. Oh, good. So where would people yeah. go yeah. Uh, to find out more information? Well, if you go to our website, we've, um, uh, you know, as... 
as you know, the, a lot of these young vets get very frustrated when they have to go deal with government and crisis lines and websites. So we, we've keep, kept ours as simple as possible. And when you go to our website, there's only really three options for you. Um, one is if you're a transitioning vet and you're having, um, you know, you could do with a little help. Uh, the next one is if you want to accept the challenge. And then this is a way where you can order your challenge package, which is a combination of coins and cards and pins. And the other one is if you want to be a carry the challenge first responder, which is uh, the term that we use for veterans around or veterans, spouses, uh, military uh, people involved in the military around the country who are ready and educated to go shake a hand and go back to the basics, go have a cup of coffee or a cold beer or whatever the case is with a young veteran when he or she um, says, I could do with a little help. Um, we, we've, we've kind of resorted to help being a web address or a crisis line or an 800 number. And um, statistics prove that it, it's not working. So we need to go back to basics, and we need to we need to have good old-fashioned phone calls and handshakes, and look somebody in the eye and listen to them and understand where they've been. And we need to be able to do that in person, no matter where these these young vets are. So um, one of our missions is to build up a a national network, if you will, of first responders that will educate, will educate them about career assessment tools, fiscal responsibility, resiliency training, likability and mindfulness training, uh, pers personal assessments so that they can work with these veterans and help them through the myriad of uh, support options that there are. Now, Rick, what's your background? You know, because you've got this wonderful mm -hmm. accent. You know, you've got your Daniel mm -hmm. Craig thing going on. Um, <laughs> what's your background? I wish I, I wish I looked like Daniel Craig, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a British veteran of 10 years. I uh, came to this uh, amazing country to, uh, uh, to, to play rugby and um, chase pretty women and drink beer, and um, I played a lot of rugby. <laughs> so um, one out of three isn't bad. But, um, and I've been in the corporate world. I, I was in the software industry for a while. I've had two businesses myself, and I've been doing this. Um, Veterans 360 for the last six years, and um, I think I've got a pretty diverse skill set, um, and I've been there, seen it, and done it kind of attitude that uh, it, it, it allows me to speak to these young vets in, in their language, and when I bring in our volunteers and I bring in my network, uh, it only strengthens our, which is a term that I'll be familiar with, our fire team, if you will, uh, we can put together a pretty amazing fire team, whatever the issue is, and we can go to work. Uh, as long as the veteran themselves agree that they're ready to go to work as well. We're not fluffy. We we, we don't polish it. Um, if they're ready and willing to work to change the narrative or the road that they're on, we're ready to help them. So I think it's a good combination of, mm. um, of love and love and aggression at the same time. Rick, do you feel that um, veteran status, if you will, transcends any country? Do you do you feel that the veterans from England, uh, or the British services, have the same needs and as we do here, or does our society lend some unique um, so sociological elements? Uh, no, it, it's 
you know, since Roman times, I'm sure that, the, you know, quote unquote, PTS has been an issue and people struggle. Um, mm. You know, it, it, it's it's universal. I work with uh, kind of my counterparts out in Australia and um and in the UK, they have a lot of uh, you know, great teams. The, the, the difference is, um, and being candid with you, is the scope of the problem in the UK and Australia is so much smaller than it is here. Um, and also the, the pre-separation engagement over there is certainly to a much higher level. Um, over here, the biggest, uh, the biggest shame, I would call it, is that we don't prepare them for civilian life. Um, you know, they don't know how to buy a car. They don't know how to pay the bills. They don't know how to interact mm-hmm. with uh, fellow students or employees. Um, and and I think most, you know, and some, some people with stars on their shoulders that, that I've met uh, tend to agree that the, the TRS process, uh, pre-separation courses are, are very ineffective. Um, especially for those young, high school-educated um, infantry types who, quite frankly, just want to get out and they don't want to be told what to do and they want to get their bellies bigger and get their beards long. Um, and then, sadly, um, by the time they do reach out for help, it's often when you know emotional and financial support has been exhausted. Uh, and, you know, and, and parents and wives and, and friends... Um, often reach the end of the road, um, uh, you know, around the same time as the veterans. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a perfect storm. I, I when, said to, to a congressman, if I just make this point. Um, sure. If, if we mapped it out, if we, if we said, I want that individual to get to a point in their life where they take their own life, we, we, we pretty much deliver. We, we deliver a perfect storm. We take them away from everything they've known, many of them since high school. We take away the stability. We take away the income. We take away their friends. We take away their mission. We take away their reason for what they do. And we send them out into a completely alien world where people don't understand them, where they struggle to get jobs, where they, you know, um, where if they're having issues with, uh, you know, with PTS or TBI, and um, I mean, we we could not deliver a more perfect storm if we tried. I mean, it, it is that's that's so that's the biggest distress in this whole thing. And you have a, you know, you have an ineffective VA system for these for these young vets, um, and and you know we have forty five thousand you know veteran centric nonprofits and they see the same news of the Wounded Warrior Project and 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 you, mm-hmm. you know, why would they reach out if everything they hear and see is negative and mm-hmm. we need to, and we need to change that and it and it can be done and it, it it's it doesn't cost much to to buy somebody a cup of coffee and shake a hand. It is so slow to come. I mean, my husband's from the Vietnam era, and um, things have been very, very slow as far as um, acceptance even today. Uh, he still has difficulties. Um, and we were hoping that uh, the, each next generation would, would have it a little bit easier than the last one. Um, but I think it, it is a start. Uh, 
And especially an organization like yours, Rick, um, I can see that support becoming more uh, one-on-one, like you say, the Mm -hmm. benefits of that. Because it's true. I I think sometimes you can read this online or read that online. And does that really apply to me? Does that, uh, I don't know, that's not not really me. Whereas a one-on-one person, um, sometimes those conversations are just so important and so cherished. One of the things that I was, I was kind of wondering, we were sort of talking about that, uh, veterans, um, the, the people around them, would a spouse of, of a military person be able to go on to carry the challenge and be able to get support where it says veterans 360, uh, need help with your transition? Would that possibly be where a spouse or, or a mother could go? Uh, if absolutely. they needed help in yeah, helping absolutely. their soldier um, or sailor or marine, well, the, the 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 myth that's out there is that there's not support for for folks. There there is there is there is plenty of support, but we, we are focused. If you look at the support options, they are focused on maybe steps three through ten. Um, we're yeah. not focused. We don't spend enough time focusing on step one, which is just getting them to say, hey, I could do with a little help. So we, when, we don't mm-hmm. interrogate them. We don't, we don't interrogate. We don't judge. We just want to ask them a simple question. Are you struggling with mm-hmm. your transition? Can we help with your transition? What, why ask somebody, are you struggling with post-traumatic stress? Are you struggling with anger yeah. issues? Are you struggling with drinking? Are you struggling to find a job? Um, it, it's, it's just the connotation. And, and as you know, when you, when you talk to these young vets, um, you know, uh, challenge them. That's a great word, challenge. Challenge them to say, I yeah. can do with a little help. And then once they say they can do with a little help, then all these organizations, and there's a lot of great ones around the country that, mm. that we'll put them in touch with, they do what they do. Um, and it doesn't have to be doom and gloom. But eventually we know it will, oh, end yeah. up doom, it will end up doom and gloom if we don't engage them proactively and engage them now. And then who better mm. than the spouses? Who better than the mothers? Who better than the wives and the sisters and the brothers Mm -hmm. to say, hey, can I get my son, my brother, my niece, my nephew to give you a call? And we go, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's better to do And there again, that just helps that contact come around uh, and back to giving the support that they need. Uh, we've got another break coming up, Rick. Uh, and on the other side of the break, I hope that we can get into talking about these volunteers that um, you're um, building this network of, of wonderful people and what kind of resources either you help them prepare with or um, the kinds of things that you know their experience can be helping um, the people that do contact you. We're talking today with Rick Collins. He is with carrythechallenge.org, and that's exactly where the website is if you want more information and you do want to um, get information, get involved, uh, get support. 
wherever um, your life has brought you so far in your journey, visit carrythechallenge.org. We'll be right back with Britt Collins on the other side of the break. This is MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com, and we hope that you will uh, stay comfortable and stay tuned. We'll be right back. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. about Wesley, the golden retriever puppy from Michigan that was fitted with braces? Before you think this is a bonafide insanity, Wesley was born with teeth that were so crooked he couldn't shut his mouth all the way. This was affecting his ability to eat properly. So his owners took him to the Harborfront Hospital for Animals and Veterinary Dental Solutions, where a doggy orthodontist prescribed him a set of braces. And now, pictures of Wesley smiling with his bright, shiny braces have been circling the Internet. With all that metal wrapped around their teeth, some would think that most dogs would become Bruxelmaniacs, but not Wesley. He doesn't mind the braces at all and is now able to eat his food with gusto. A Bruxelmaniac is someone with an uncontrollable urge to grind their teeth. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we are visiting today with Rick Collins. And when we went to break, we were just about to talk a little bit more about volunteers and kind of what volunteers can do, what volunteers have been doing, and what are some of the opportunities out there for people who want to get involved? Rick, are you there? Yep. Oh, oh I'm sorry. That's, this is for you. <laughs> you, you, you we were chatting uh, in the in the commercial break, yeah. but now now we want to expand on it now sure. in the show. Well, one of the things that I found um, over the years is that, that the vast majority of these young bats, when you say what do you want to do, and, and their eyes glaze over. No, I don't know. You know, you, you know, what do you, you know, what do you want to do for a career? Well, I don't know. You want to go to school? Yeah, I guess. You know, what do you want to learn? I don't know. Um, and so, if you bring it down to common sense level, if you're going to engage somebody and try to help them, surely the first thing that you need to identify with them is what do they want to do. Um, assuming no restrictions in finances or time. What do they want to do? And if they can't answer that question, then then you're really going to struggle to kind of give them the direction that they need. So what we wanted to do, we wanted to build this network of first responders who could basically do what I do on a daily, weekly basis, but do it around different places in the country because each person can, can build their own relationships locally. So... They can go to the VA. They can build relationships with the VSOs. Um, they can build relationships with um, um, student organizations at the local community colleges. They can build relationships with different VA people or CalVet people. Um, I can't do this, and I can help people. I've helped people in you know, Cleveland and Boise, 
but it would surely be more efficient to have somebody who knows the community so that they can build those one-to-one relationships so that when a veteran in their community comes forward, they can help them navigate the process. Um, And that's why we set up the first responder program. And um, what we provide, we provide, you know, three or four different courses um, depending upon what they need, and it'll cover things like career assessment tools and strength finders, uh, resilience, um, I'm sorry, fiscal responsibility before they make decisions, not after they make decisions. Um, likeability and mindfulness is something we take for granted, but a lot of veterans struggle to interact with civilians uh, in the workplace mm-hmm. or the classroom. And there's great courses Very out true. there that we can that we can provide that will help them help them do that and then resiliency training you know resiliency in the military is suck it up don't care get on with it well in civilian life uh, you know if if you have a bad day or you have you know you go to an interview you have a bad interview um the chances are they're going to take that negative experience to the next interview so these are tools that have been provided, you know, hundreds of thousands of times, and we need to provide them to our veterans um, because, again, shamefully, we're not providing them to the veterans while they're still active duty. So um, the more first responders we can get who, and, um, you know, it can be men and women, young and old, Vietnam vets, you know, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter, just somebody who's willing mm-hmm. to hear, willing to listen, and willing to invest the time, and they cannot let these young young men and women down. So when they say, I could do with a little help, whatever that might be, we have to deliver. We cannot drop the ball. So um, our first responders, I make them bleed a little bit. I make them invest time and effort so that when the day comes where they get that call, I know they're going to be there, and I know they're going to deliver the, you know, the support that these young vets need. Hmm. So important. Uh, I know even um, when my husband is at the VA with um, one of his doctors, knowing that this person was in the military, knowing this person um, was active duty, made it so much easier for my husband to relate to him. I don't think civilian doctors often understand some of the challenges, um, either phys- – I, I think too many times people just put it into a psychological box and don't realize that there could be physiological issues happening. There could be latent um, mm-hmm. stress thing stresses happening. There are, there are many physiological things to address that I think a civilian doctor – and I'm certainly not um, – Saying that a civilian doctor couldn't uh, appreciate these the the symptoms that that might come up, but somehow having that relationship with uh, a medical doctor who has served does help when when you're there at the at a doctor's office. Mm. Well, you got to remember as well that the vast majority uh, of today's veterans don't even register with the VA. So they go that's very true. Own, it wasn't way own. back then, and it isn't now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they go into their own doctors, and and doctors don't ask that question: "Are you a veteran?" So the guy comes in, and he's got a, you know, mm-hmm. he's got his t-shirt, he's got his beard, and everything. So they they don't identify them as veterans, and that most of our veterans don't identify themselves. So because again, because of the stigma. They don't want to go into mm-hmm. um, a doctor 
and say, well, I served in Iraq and Afghanistan because the doctor's going, uh-oh, PTS, now I need to handle this different. Uh. Um, you know, I've had veterans that I've helped with resumes, and I've told them, which is a shame, but I've told them to take off their combat action ribbon. I've told them to take off their deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan because employers are not ready because of the media and the stigma to allow a combat veteran into the workforce or into the, you know, uh, the, the, you know, kind of playing with the kids kind of attitude. Do we want these crazy, angry veterans playing with our kids or being around our employees? Now, I know and you know that um, veterans make some of the greatest employees going. But when they're starting behind the eight ball because of some preconceived notion that because they're a combat vet, they're going to be crazy and angry, then why would the veteran ever bring it up? So it's... These are all things that are fixable. That's the problem. That's why I'm so frustrated. We spend billions, billions and billions of dollars. We're still helping Vietnam vets 40 years later. And we're going to be doing the same thing for today's vets unless we get our heads out of the proverbial you-know-what and start <laughs> helping them when they're in a position of strength instead of trying to help them when they're in a position of crisis. And, yeah. you know, for a fraction of dollars than what we waste, um, we can do this. And, you know, and I have to beg, borrow, and steal because um, people are more interested in building another homeless shelter than they are stopping the veterans being homeless in the first place. Mm. Well, Very and I think, you know, one of the things that I liked on your site, um, you know, was this article here about, PTSD is not a disorder about the Medal mm -hmm. of Honor winner. Um, you know, we make it sound like it's, you know, this, this, you know, terrible, terrible thing. It's just, you know, a, um, it can be, but the, the stigma that's attached to it, the way people think about it and the way the media portrays it, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's an uphill battle. We try really hard, you know, Rob, we've done, I don't know how many post-traumatic stress shows, uh, right. over the years and how we've tried to educate people and, and increase awareness and increase understanding, um, you know, but it's 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 an uphill battle, especially with movies and media and particularly the news. I have a I have a big problem with the way the news media portrays uh, somebody in the in the media, you know, like when there's a, a shooting somewhere and like, yes, some of them yeah. are easily tracked back, but but not everything is. Mm -hmm. And the minute they say that, you know, a guy shot somebody at a gas station, he was a veteran. It's like mm -hmm. the immediate leap to, oh my gosh, you know, it's combat stress, it's post-traumatic stress, it's all these things, mm -hmm. and it may or may not be, but that's what we're fed. Well, we, we I, I spend a lot of time and a lot of effort explaining to civilians, and that's one that part of the, the Carry the Challenge Coin program is we're going to educate people. We're trying to we're trying to do deals with large organizations to get our coins out there with cards on them that explains PTS. You know, why why treat a veteran any different than we would a fireman or a victim of domestic violence? Um, you know, that's the shame of it all is that if you don't respond to trauma, you probably are psychotic and you probably do need serious help. Um, but responding to a traumatic situation is something that just about everybody we know will go through at some time in their lives. And, and but we don't stigmatize police and fire. We don't say to a you know a, a victim of domestic violence, you know, you're a crazy, angry woman because you know, you were beaten for three years. 
But when it comes to a veteran who served, you know, multiple combat tours, we treat them like they're mental health cases. And we don't want them around the kids, and we certainly don't want them working with our employees. And so all this fluffy stuff out there um, that's put forward by the media and, and um, you know, some you know, different organizations, uh, they're talking about hiring veterans, but they're talking about hiring veterans who, who maybe don't carry that kind of, um, that kind of stigma or carry that kind of baggage. Um, you know, maybe they're pilots or engineers or officer corps, but our, the, the veterans who need the most support are our young, high school educated, uh, they volunteered, and people forget they volunteered back in 03 and 04 when we we took out anybody with a heartbeat. We needed a lot of people, and just like Roman days, you know, now we're telling them to turn their spears and shields in, and we don't need them anymore, and we're setting them loose on the civilian world, and we're not giving them the support to succeed. And um, it, it, we told them we would, and that's that's the worst part. We told them we would help them. We told them we would support them, and we don't. And it's up to us. It's up to community. It's up to individuals to to shake a hand and and at least give them a, um, at least give them some sort of positive interaction so we can get to work and help them. Well, and I just want to jump in I hope- before Rob. Just let me just say something really quick. Everybody yeah, experiences. Absolutely, yeah trauma in their lifetime at some point or another. It could be a car accident. It could be mm-hmm. bullying at school. You know, I see these things and you're right. We stigmatize the soldiers, but yet car accidents, plane crashes, bullying, domestic mm-hmm. violence, you know, you name it. Life is full of trauma and we don't deal with it. There are problems. So, you know, I just wanted to commend you uh, with that. And Rob, sorry, I didn't mean to, cl- to cut you off, but I will take us to commercial break. Um, or no, we're done at the end of the show, aren't we? Yeah, we're at the end i know it's so fast what i was going to say is if anything um recently when steve brings his uh card to home depot or lowe's every time he uses his military card the cashier says thank you for your service and it's all well and good for the veteran to be hearing that but that is an education and a process that these two companies are at least training their um, employees mm-hmm. to have this appreciation, and if that's only the beginning, then um, then at least that is a beginning. And, and, home, <laughs> and home, Depot, home Depot is one of the greatest examples of how it should work. They put their money, they put their time, they put their effort, they educate their employees. They're, they're poster childs on how it should work, and. Um, you know, I, I've seen them do what they do, and they're amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, so thank you to those companies for at least uh, bringing that awareness and, and that appreciation to their employees, which we hope will will um, foster some, some wonderful seeds throughout their community. We're going to be back. We do have one more segment with Rick Collins, so stay tuned. We'll be right back on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got lots more. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. 
If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live la bella vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on toginet.com. great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms. Uh, We are visiting today with Rick Collins and Robin Boyd. This is Sam Beck of Military Mom Talk Radio. I just wanted to read a quick list here that I was putting together uh, during the break of some traumatic events that can lead to PTSD, which is why we really need to rethink Um, how we stigmatize our soldiers with post-traumatic stress. We've got shootings, we've got muggings, we've got burglary, we have sexual and physical abuse, we've got natural disasters such as hurricanes, floods, fires, or earthquakes. You can be in or witness a serious car accident. You can have the unexpected death of someone close. You can have a serious injury, a dog attack, major surgery like heart surgery, or experience Mm -hmm. a life-threatening illness of you or a family member. Then, of course, as Rick talked about, domestic or family violence, dating violence, and then, of course, there's war and political violence like you know we've had these things so trauma is nothing new for us and post-traumatic stress is nothing new for us rob we talked about the history of it a while back with what do they Mm -hmm. call it combat fatigue battle fatigue oh yeah it's been called a whole bunch of things yeah, over the years. So this is nothing new. And as Rick says, it goes back to, you know, kind of Greco-Roman times and putting down our shields. So we really need to be advocates for our service members when people bring up post-traumatic stress to say, you know what, everybody faces it. It's a natural consequence of any type of trauma. Because we do need to dispel these myths and we do need to make it possible, whether it's a person who witnessed a bad car accident, a domestic violence victim, or somebody who has, you know, experienced the trauma of war to be able to come forward and get what they need, because doesn't that make it better for everyone? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And I think so many times identifying the potential of this need, especially in children, because children don't always process things. Uh, there may be um, uh, difficulty. Maybe the their the family soldier is is away, or the military person, I should say, is is away for a long period of time, or maybe um, they're going to be in the hospital for a little while. And having the support for the children, because they may not process it quite the same way as we as adults do, and mm-hmm. getting the support to be able to um, help the the family, the whole family, not the spouse, not just the spouse, but those children. Um, who may need to see that person in a different way. Maybe there's going to be medical apparatus or maybe there's, there is the loss. And uh, having that support is so uh, important for the children as well. 
Yep, it's uh, what I call an equal opportunity destroyer. It will definitely roll down to the kids. Yeah, yeah, it sure does. It sure does. Well, we wanted to talk a little bit more about um, uh, your organization and how people can get in touch with you and some mm-hmm. of the ways um, that you are reaching out to them. Well, I think the the the, the big thing we've we've got going on and and the carry uh, the first responder program that's ongoing. That now that, that'll go that'll go as long as we're around because we'll never ever be in a situation where we can't have enough people. Um, what I'd love to you know have your listeners uh, do is accept the challenge. Um, you know, go to our website and accept the challenge. And the challenge is is actually very simple. We're not defining the challenge. Um, we we don't care if it's a cup of coffee or a cold beer or you take them on a sailing trip around the world. It doesn't matter. It's just got to be positive. And if you accept the challenge, uh, we'll send you a challenge package, which is a combination of challenge coins. And you'll keep one yourself and you'll give one to the veteran because if we if we hypothetically if we get a hundred thousand carry the challenge coins out there and they go to a hundred thousand veterans that's a hundred thousand people that we're not we're not reaching and if a percentage of those folks turn around and remember that coin when they have a struggle or they have a challenge and they and they reach out to us again we're at step one and so if anybody accepts the challenge and they, you know, I have people say, well, how do you find the veterans? Well, you know, go find them. You see them, you meet them. Uh, ask people, are you, you know, are you a veteran? Yeah, okay, great. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to the sporting event or uh, can I buy a cup of coffee? Um, it, 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 we don't have to define it because we, we, we get caught up defining too many things. You know, like if they're a combat vet, we, you know, we define them as a mental health case. We just need to ask them what, what are they struggling with? And if it's transition and PTS related, then we're ready to help and we'll connect them to the people that can help. And so uh, if we can get 100,000 coins out there, that's a large percentage of veterans who are out there, you know, going it alone that we'll be able to engage and help. And the first responders will, you know, people are willing to put the time and effort in to get certified and trained. Um, We'd love to have them. That's fabulous. And if our first responders, uh, we have people interested in that, they can go to the website and mm-hmm. click on this third area. What happens yeah. when they fill out their name in this uh, on this form that's on the website? Well, we um, well we send them a uh, we send them a survey. Uh, we want to get a feel for you know mm-hmm. um, what what uh, what their background is and how they've been impacted and whether PTS has been a, an issue in their life or transitions. Um, you know, transition issues. Um, and then we just, uh, we run them through uh, a few courses that uh, are online. Uh, it, it's not a, it's not a huge commitment in time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a few hours. And then, um, and then it's classic military where we want them to hurry up and wait. And, um, um, but in the meantime, while they're waiting for that call from a veteran in their community, they can go out into the community they can go put flyers up in the bars. They can go to the legions. They can go to the gyms. They can go find the veterans in their community and offer help because now they're educated on how to do it. And I think that's great to know because um, 
so many times I think you want to volunteer, but you're not sure what you're getting into and, mm. and being able to have that information, knowing that there's, there's a little orientation involved and there's a little yeah. preparation involved, um, that makes it a lot easier for those first responders to be able to step forward. Um, and sometimes maybe the first responder is someone who's already been helped or maybe never was helped and wished they had had that service. So, um, mm-hmm. I, that, that's wonderful rick um and i want to make sure everybody knows this is at carry the challenge.com c-a-r-r-y carry the challenge excuse me dot org i'm so sorry yep yeah i mean um you know a lot of the first responders are people who've had their own struggles um exactly struggle with transition um they've struggled with post-traumatic stress or maybe they've struggled with anger or substance abuse but you know, people to find a way to, to, to overcome it. And some of the best first responders that we have are, are veterans that we've helped. Um, because the best, some of the best form of therapy in general is helping others. And veterans, veterans respond to that. I've seen veterans who, you know, are more concerned about friends and, and peers and their brothers than they are about themselves. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's a great way to engage them. Well, I know my father was a Marine in, in World War II. Didn't talk to my mother or myself very much uh, about it. It was I knew there was a book somewhere in the bookshelf, and and it had some something in it having to do with the service. But now, um, my husband is the one who knows was able to talk to him. We couldn't. It, we didn't have that common bond. We didn't have that uh, point of reference to be able to to give him my dad what he needed probably and now same thing is is um i think the younger ones coming back now certainly need maybe someone who is a little bit older it could be a it could be the same age but regardless having that uh experience makes all the difference in the world well i I, you know i i I've changed my opinion over time because I, I was thinking who better to help them than a fellow veteran or fellow combat veteran. Yeah. You know what? That's, that's not sure. the case. You know, I, I, there's no reason why, um, why a mother or, 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 or a lady can't help. You know, if they understand well, sure. the basics and they listen and they, and they mm-hmm. don't judge and they, they show empathy and, and then they use our system. Um, anybody can help these vets. They, you know, they come from diverse backgrounds. Um, vets just want to be respected. They don't want to be judged. Absolutely. They don't want to be stigmatized. And so our first responders, you know, give them a firm handshake, look them in the eyes, treat them with respect, and ask them what's going on and what can we help with. It doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. We don't need to judge them. We don't need to interrogate them. We don't need to, you know, we don't mm-hmm. need to make them feel like hell because they're struggling. And um, as long as we keep doing that, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be putting these young men and women in our homeless shelters for the next 40 years. Mm. And I or think knowing or, it's uh, out of the system. It helps an awful lot too. Uh, there are a lot of times that I, I don't think my husband wanted to go and talk to somebody, say at the VA, because he felt that's going to be on my permanent record. I don't really want mm-hmm. to get into talking to a therapist. I want to just talk to someone who's been there, done that. Yeah, and as you know, you you know, you bring up PTS in this world, and all of a sudden, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're flagging you, they're taking away your weapons, yeah. you know, if, if, you know, so. 
but you know we don't take a policeman's weapon away and just about every policeman i know struggles with pts you know absolutely uh, fireman, why would a you know a fireman who's, who's pulled a dying kid out of a building why would that person not have pts uh you know so as long as we keep treating these these young vets like you know their basket cases and mental health and mental health and you know it's just it's not right and it's not fair for, mm-hmm. because we forget they volunteered they did what we asked them to and now we're just kind of throwing them away and that's uh that, that's shameful um and and community and this country should get very upset about these 35% of the 1% in this country who are getting uh, getting tossed to the side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rick, you, this um, whole mission has been uh, an extremely um, heartfelt mission for you, and I can only imagine that all of the people who you have touched, who you have su- given support to, either directly or indirectly because of your mission, um, I, I'm sure has no way to totally express their gratitude. Um, so hopefully our thanks to you is uh, on behalf of all of those who you've helped. Mm, it's my privilege. I mean, it's it's like serving again. I, I, I view it as something that's got to be done. And uh, whether I say one life or a hundred, um, it's, it's worth it. And um, if we don't engage them, we can't educate them. And if we don't educate them, we can't help them. So mm. we got to we got to go back to step one. Um, there is no step two without a good step one. So. <laughs> without a good step one. Yeah. yeah. Rick Collins, thank you so much. We appreciate your service uh, that that started y- your journey. And now, of mm-hmm. course, uh, with all of the support that you're giving our veterans and all of our military uh, folks who are um, – in in need of that that first responder and as yeah. your fleet uh, grows all of our um all of our military folks will at least come home to a handshake and a cup of coffee or as you say yeah, a tall beer be um yeah, we appreciate it rick yeah. collins we well, want to make sure everyone has your website. It is carrythechallenge.org. Um, we do hope everyone visits you very soon. Thanks to Rick Collins. For Sandra Beck, this is Robin Boyd. Have a great afternoon, everyone. Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, militarymomtalkradio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation 